You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health Podcast. I am Nathaniel Jordan. Uh, his website is theministerofwellness.com. He's a keynote health and wellness speaker, is a nationally certified health coach with the American Council on Exercise, a nutrition fitness specialist, also in the same council, a certified master trainer with the National Federation of Professional Trainers, strength coach. Um, the accolades go on and on and on. So, uh, Nathaniel, thanks for coming. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, sir. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. If you don't mind, tell me about your uh, your health journey. What what got you interested in health and fitness? Yeah, I grew up on the standard American diet. That's a diet that's based off of what I call disease animals, the overconsumption of animal protein combined with fake foods that don't exist in nature. Had a lot of health mm. problems growing up as a child especially bad acne that really affected me going through school. I had very bad skin. I went into the Marines and I was on the all Marine boxing team. And then I got out, became a police officer and I managed to gain 100 pounds. Now, a large part of that was because I was trapped in that mentality of trying to get as big and strong as possible. So I was eating everything under the sun combined with lifting weights. Uh, so I was pretty strong, like a football player. Um, but I developed high blood pressure at a very young age. I have a very poor family health history, as most Americans do. And um, and my father, he started to suffer a myriad of strokes. My uncle started dropping dead of heart attacks, strokes, diabetes. And when my blood pressure became high at that weight, I knew it was time to make a change. I'd already come to an understanding that a lot of the food that we're being fed in America is garbage. So I'd already took the turn towards organic, but that wasn't good right. enough to completely eradicate my chance of having heart attack. I had to go all the way plant rich. And that didn't happen until I came across uh, some great nutritional gurus, uh, such as Dr. Joel Furman, uh, Dr. Michael Greger, and, uh, and and it's a myriad of them now. It's a growing army of medical doctors that are treating people with nutrition and lifestyle instead of mm. uh, these toxic medications. And I came, I was fortunate to come across it. I reversed a, a lot of heart problems I had, and I've been 
uh, I left the, I found my passion in the midst of doing it. I became so passionate about it that I, I left the police department after seven years and I, in 2015, and I became the minister of wellness. And now I have my own legion of success stories. It's a blessing. So what's, um, so you progressed from having organic food, but you were having all kinds of other foods. And you said it, it took you to go to uh, mostly or an entirely plant-based diet in order for you to stabilize your blood markers and feel good and lose weight. I had to go entirely. I have a very poor family health history. I don't think my fa- I don't think in my family lineage, they, I, I'm, I believe they were vegetarian because they most likely, as most African-Americans, my family could probably be traced back to West Africa. And the diet over there, the traditional diet is vegetarian. It's devoid of any meat. And my, in my family, we, we have a very poor, I mean, I was in my 20s already at high blood pressure. And even when I lost a bunch wow. of weight, I still had high glycerides, high cholesterol, and that was only with me doing a, a, the meat once a week. I would go and get, won't go to an organic pizza place, and get organic uh, meat. I mean, it was grass fed and everything, and it still kept my numbers out of whack. And it wasn't really? until I went, yeah, and I had to go strictly plant rich. And many people find this. I've helped many people reverse high blood pressure, and, and they find that unless they completely get off all animal protein, their cholesterol won't get into a normal range and their other and other blood markers won't won't return normal. Why do you think that is? I mean I I, I know that regular meat, you know, has hormones, antibiotics, stuff like that. But if you're eating, you know, grass fed, pasteurized stuff without any of that, how come the uh you know, for some people it doesn't seem to work? Like what what percentage of people do you think it works for and why doesn't it work for some? Well, I, well, we, as a human species, we, we're designed to thrive off of the micronutrients in plant foods. So micronutrients are vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, and the macronutrients where we get our calories is protein, carbs, and fat. So when you, when you, took, when you look at a piece, if you raise a chicken from scratch, if you raise a chicken from scratch, the tiny bit of micronutrients that our body needs that the chicken flesh would have, that's because a naturally raised chicken, for instance, is running around eating grass. So whatever it's getting in its tissues is getting from the grass. So the main thing that you're going to get when you eat a chicken per se is protein. And you can get, but you, you'll get a boatload of protein, but that's pretty much it. You get a very small amount of other nutrients. You won't get any fiber. And that's very dangerous for human beings. But we have a very complex digestive system. And it's very dangerous to eat anything without fiber because fiber is what uh, keeps our colon and our digestive system clear from any toxins and pollutants. And that's a huge drawback from animal. And most of, most of what you're going to get, even with the healthiest type of meat, is still going to be mostly cholesterol and saturated fat, no fiber, very, very little nutrients. So the So when you lower that and you replace it, with a much, much better quality of protein like beans and nuts and seeds and green vegetables that'll give you plenty of protein but won't sacrifice uh, the amount of fiber and vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients, you, you will. You automatically see a world of difference. And Dean Ornish, he, uh, his, he's been doing that with Advantar. He became so great from treating people with a 100% low-fat vegan diet with severe heart disease 
uh, that when Bill Clinton developed his heart disease, he found out about him and he helped Bill Clinton reverse his heart disease. And that's why Bill Clinton to this day is a advocate of a strict vegan diet. So what's, uh, what are your thoughts on the ketogenic diets and low carb? You know, there's a lot, there's a big movement out there as well that's espousing that. But, you know, what are your thoughts on that? It's not sustainable long term. And Americans were so were such a fat, sick nation that people are very desperate to lose weight at any cost. But if you're desperate to lose weight at any cost, that'll that can lead you down the wrong path. Uh, the ketogenic diet was only meant to be used under medical supervision for children suffering from severe seizures, and it's only supposed to be a short-term diet. But our body needs carbs. That's why you that's why you go into ketosis because your body's going to find a way to make carbs from the fat and protein it's going to find a way to get sugar because our our brain and our cells is fueled by sugar and it's not good to stay in that state perpetually it's not good uh, it can be dangerous long term and that's what all of the uh, the research that they've done on people who've stayed on ketogenic for long years and years and years most people can't most people can't it's too restrictive and it's too much. It's, it goes too much against what's natural to us. We want fresh fruit. We're designed to see a delicious, ripe, juicy apple and want to pick it and eat it off a tree. You know, we're designed That's to true. want sweet potatoes. We're designed to want uh, a nice, juicy orange. I love grapefruit. You know, I love. Who doesn't like the taste of a, a nice fruit salad? I mean, it's like it's, it's natural to us. So. That it's just too restrictive. Most people can't do it long term to even see the negative benefits. But when you're talking about temporary, yeah, if you do, I mean, you go on a doggone Twinkie diet, you can lose weight. Uh, intermittent fasting is also popular, too. So a lot of people, they're dropping the carbs combined with only eating once or twice a day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're going to lose weight. And if you're diabetic and you lose weight, you're going to reverse diabetes. Because diabetes is just as much as it's just about fat loss. So if you get the surgery if you get surgery you get sick you'll reverse your diabetes because diabetes is just about the the fat that's inhibiting insulin from getting inside the cells so have you found that uh, people need to be completely vegetarian or vegan or can they just have like small amounts of meat a lot of vegetables and still be okay you still the body can the body can tolerate a lot so if someone absolutely couldn't give up the taste of animal flesh, and if you overpower the, neg the negative effects of the animal, again, it comes with no fiber, but you overpowered that with a bunch of fruits and vegetables on the plate, yeah, you could get away with it. But, but, but when, you're talking about, when you're talking about the most overweight, sickliest nation in world history, when you're talking mm -hmm. about heart attack being the leading cause of death, Cancer being uh, American gets diagnosed with cancer every 20 seconds. When you're talking about diabetes being the third leading cause of death, yeah. So when we're yeah when we're you're talking about a you know people that got a lot of disease. So for instance, if I have a and this is not uncommon, I have very sick people who reach out to me. So if you a 300 pound diabetic, you know you got to go. You got to you have to view food as your medicine. And when you're talking about medicine foods, when you're talking about what can I eat to reverse diabetes, what can I eat that will fuel my immune system to fight against cancer, that's going to be the, that's going to be the plant foods. What about comparing um, being vegetarian versus vegan? Do you think that veganism is good for people or vegetarians better or you know, what's the interplay there? 
it, when now when it comes to when it comes to the scientific studies, I couldn't point to anything scientific to say that being a vegan will extend your life much better because throughout the history of the human world, most people have consumed the least fish in the diet, even in the blue zones. The problem is in 2019, all the water's polluted. And even if, and even, even if you, even for people who are religious and follow uh, the, the diet style that was laid out in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, it was a V it was a vegetarian diet. However, or it was a vegan diet, but however, it technically wasn't vegan because if you, if we were to grow our own food and eat everything ripe, right from the ground, right from off a tree, technically we would be eating microorganisms and you might even be eating a little bit of bug here and there. So, yeah. so, and that's how they, that's how they used to get their vitamin B12. Now everything is washed over and over and over again. And that takes away any other B12. So we don't, I, I can't, I can't say that there's any proof that someone will live long. What I can say is that if we, even now in this extremely toxic world where uh, McDonald's has spread all across the globe, that in populations where the people are still living the longest and the healthiest, where you have 85 year olds, where they're very healthy, lean and strong, unlike the elderly here in this country, they are eating the vast majority of their calories is coming from plant foods. And so it seems like that's the key that the medicines in plants overpower the negativity of, of whatever else they're doing in their diet. What about, um, you know, I've heard about, I mean, there's GMO plants, there's glyphosate, there's all kinds of crap in them, you know, certain plants and fruits and everything. So even if you eat vegetarian or vegan, how do you make sure that the plants you're eating don't have pesticides on them and they're not uh, going to affect you badly that way? Well, every every single nutritional scientific study that has used fresh fruits and vegetables to heal people, to help people reverse disease, it was conventionally grown produce. Our bodies are highly resilient. So I tell people now with the genet genetically, GMO is a different beast. GMO is you taking a uh, apple, for instance, and you putting it a gene that doesn't belong in there to help it withstand unlimited spraying. Uh, that that's a whole different monster. So we want to stay away from GMO. But when you're talking about conventional produce, if you take somebody on the standard American diet, like my father, for instance, he he suffered nine strokes and died at age 66 uh, because he all he ate was meat and sugar. If you took him off that meat sugar diet and he brought and he ate nothing but conventional produce and seedless fruits, he would still be alive today. He would have lost weight. He would have reversed his heart disease, and and he will be alive today in excellent health because the body takes in what it needs and rejects what it doesn't need. And my mother is living witness of that. My mother is on a very low low budget. She buys conventional produce. She washes it to the best of her ability, but she switched over. I convinced her to switch over diet after she saw my success. She listened to me, lost forty pounds, and reversed all her diseases. And she's 70 oh, wow. years old and she don't take a single prescription medication. That's great. So I always tell people, tell people to, to never, ever, ever let, uh, we can't not ever allow ourselves to be victims. There's always a way to do the right thing. So, and then most of your, most of the produce that's the, the worst of the produce is fed to the animals that we get our meat from anyway. So if you want to mm. reduce your exposure to glyphosate, the pesticides, herbicides, 
then the first thing you need to do is stop eating meat because everything that everything that they everything all the pollutants and toxins in the environment get stored in fat so it's the and that's why it's very important to be as lean as possible you want to be as lean as possible very as muscular as you can so that the toxins don't have anywhere to store themselves so you're lowering your toxicity doesn't start with going organic on fruits and vegetables if you want to lower your level of toxicity that starts with going getting on a plant-rich diet gotcha so do you, do you think there's any place for like organ meats again or uh pasture-raised grass-fed animals or you think still it's just far better not to have them at all no it's no need for it. it's no health benefits what what will it help it, it won't help anything the only reason why people keep it in their diet is because they're addicted to it but there's no meat. There's no reason to eat meat at all. Like what, what are the health benefits? Like for instance, me, I reverse, I lost 100 pounds, reverse heart disease, all my levels are normal. Hmm. What, why would I add grass fed meat to my diet? That would be the question before I would do something like that. I would have to ask that. Okay. What would it be giving me that I need that would help protect me against the top 15 killers of all Americans? heart attack, right, stroke, yeah. die. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would it do? And yeah. no one can answer that question. So the only the, answer... Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, it's all right. No, no, what, what do you find that people have the hardest time with? Is it meat? Is it giving up sugar? Is it... I mean, what is it that, uh, you know, if you, I'm sure you interact with a lot of people and a lot of them have challenges. Like, what's hard for people it's all, to do? It's all of it. The people with food addicts. is the standard American diet has been designed to be addicting. It's designed that way. It's designed by high-level biochemists to hook the human brain. It's a monster we're facing, brother. It's almost impossible to get off this stuff. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to sound gloomy here, but it's, it's nearly impossible to achieve a long life and excellent health in America. We're facing a, we're, we've lost a war. My job as the Minister of Wellness is just to, all I do is I proclaim the absolute truth and then I don't know what people will do when they get into it, but people struggle with all of this stuff. There's people right now on dialysis, and they still ordering a Domino's pizza right now. They can't stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people, it's people 400 pounds that can't even move, and they inside a Walmart, and they loading up their cart with ice cream. Yep. So it, it's a, it, it's a they, right, yeah, it's, it's everything. My father couldn't stop. He had seven, eight, nine stroke. He was on a feeding tube, and he still wanted to get off the feeding tube so he could eat steak. Right. Did your dad so a, uh, was he around long enough to see you go through a change or no? He was. He he passed away in 2015, October 2015, and shortly after, that's when I that's when I became the the minister of wellness. And so he did see me lose a lot of weight, but I couldn't convince him to change. Just like I oh, couldn't, really? you know, only so far I've convinced my mother to change. It's, it's hard. It's difficult. Most people yeah. give up hope and they don't believe life is worth living. So the first thing that the hardest thing for people to overcome is themselves, their mindset. Hmm. The hopelessness that people get in Bill is hopeless and the victim mentality. Those are the those are the, the biggest barriers to people becoming healthy. Because they don't believe they have have it within themselves to eat in a manner to support excellent health, and then then they believe that oh well it don't make no difference anyway because we all gonna die, and yeah. then the fruits and vegetables are bad for us now too. Oh, so those yeah, are the okay. two mentalities. Those are the two mentalities that I fight against most of the time with people. I, it's those two mentalities that I'm always trying to 
get people to come out of, and it's very difficult. So what's your best answers for the most, you know, for those two situations? Like, what's your best answer that you've come up with over time? Knowledge. Knowledge is power. You have to become infatuated with learning everything about the human body. The organs, the, you, you have to knowledge, you have to understand addiction. What are they doing to the food that makes it so addicting? I have that. I have a, on my YouTube channel, the minister of wellness. I have, I have a 28 part health seminar, 12 parts. I have covering the power of the G bombs, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. Then I have a 12 part series covering food addiction, the 12 components of food addiction. There's 12 components that work together to keep people trapped and you have to learn about it. And I have people that go through those 28 videos and they're, and they're losing tons of weight, 40 pounds in four months, 50, 60 pounds, reversing diabetes. I have success stories all across the world now in 2019. And that's, that shows you how it's sad brother, because I have success stories in 2019 of people doing this, but I still have people that, that believe that it can't be done because of this factor, that factor, this factor. Hmm. I go over different fruits and vegetables almost every day. I did, I do videos showing how mangoes can help to, to help to protect and strengthen the immune system to fight against cancer. Mangoes, apples, onions, berries, all of these superfoods, even today, there is a way for us to be lean and healthy. We don't have to resign ourselves to being hopeless and victims and just waiting for a diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, what do you say to people that, again, that they say, well, we're all going to die someday? Or they say, like, <laughs> I, 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 just, I just can't, you know, like, I love XYZ too much. I, I just can't do it. Like, so what do you say to someone that tells you that? It's really, you really can't say much to them. That's the thing. And I have a term called an insane food zombie. And an insane food zombie is somebody who's been, they've been chemically lobotomized to the point where they have, they just have given their life over to the food and death care system. Because that's what happens. The point is, is that when you get addicted to this stuff, if you can't get off, here's what's going to happen. You are going to get sick. You're going to get sick. And then you are going to have to go to the medical industry or what I call the sickness care industry or the death care industry. You're going to go there. You're going to get diagnosed and they're going to put you on a bucket of medications. They're going to rip organs out of your body. They're going to treat you to death and you're going to live in a state of misery for the last 10 to 20 years of your life. And, and, and most people, an insane food zombie is willing to go through that. They're willing to suffer all of that just so they can eat what they want. You can't say anything to people like that. Hmm. All you can do is be a living example. Yeah. No, it's true. What, so you spend, you spend a lot of your time making this content videos and getting the word out. Um, do you counsel people one-on-one? -on -one? Like, so what I was going to ask you is for people listening to this, how can they take that first step? What, what do you recommend they do? What are some resources for them? Right. Well, I do health coach people one-on-one. -on -one. The first resource is to subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Minister of Wellness, and watch my 12-part series on the power of the G-bombs so you can learn what to eat, how, and why. After you watch that 12-part series, then you need to move on to food addiction because even just because you know what you how you should be eating, the addiction is still going to kick your behind. So you need to learn mm -hmm. the 12 components of food addiction. That's another 12 videos. 
Then you need to learn the fundamentals of eating the list. I have 28 video health seminar series that I took the time to have for people in a playlist for free on my YouTube channel. And then throughout that, if you need assistance, you can hire me as a health coach. And then I also have books with recipes. I post recipes on my Facebook page, the minister of wellness. Some people follow me on Instagram. Some people follow me on Twitter and I have books. I have DVDs of some of the full seminars that I've done across the nation. So I have plenty of resources. I, I even have high quality supplements that I sell to help people, multivitamins and so forth, uh, created by Dr. Joel Furman, a medical doctor, very high quality supplements. So I have all I have all the resources. Knowledge is power. You have to start with the mind. You have to be willing to open your mind up to the truth. And no one who listens to all of my videos don't change. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you have you ever worked with someone that it seems like they're honestly trying, but they just can't get they can't get there? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I have. Why do you think that yeah. is? What What do you think? Food that, addiction. Is there just it's a food. No, it's food addiction. It's 12 components. Usually we can handle one or two problems at at a time. If you give a human being three problems at one time to solve, usually that's too much. It's 12 yeah. components of food addiction. 12. Not seven, not eight, not nine. 12. It's too much. Mm. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't be this difficult to be healthy, but it is. Yeah. Most people need right. rehab. Most people need rehab, need a center where we can check ourselves in and get away from this stuff. And, and unfortunately, that doesn't exist. How how soon after someone embraces this and says, all right, I'm going to do it, and they change their eating, how, how long does it take for them to get a result where they contact you and they say, Nathaniel, this and that happened, or I feel this, you know, like, how fast does that happen on average? Well, about a, about a week ago, I had a guy that he lost 13 pounds in reverse high blood pressure in two weeks. Uh, I had a guy earlier today, he said in two days that he don't need his diabetes medication no more. Uh, it just depends depends on how long you've had the disease, how severe your level of commitment. And it just depends on the myriad of fat. Everybody's different, but I've, I've had a lot of times in six weeks you go real strong and you can see some incredible changes in six weeks. I have people with vertigo, lupus, and they'll start seeing changes immediately. Uh, and as long as the food addiction don't come in to suck them back in and, and miracles can happen, there's always a way. As long as we have life in our body and breath in our bones, there's always hope. There's always mm. hope. And that's what right. I try to instill in people is that hope. That's great. Well, Nathaniel, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And uh, people can go to theministerwellness.com. And you got your YouTube channel and everything. So uh, any other ways that you want people to follow up or is that good? Well, January 4th, I'm having a New Year's health kickoff seminar. This is my third annual New Year's. It's a health fair. It's a holistic health fair and seminar right here in St. Louis, Missouri. And you can come out and hear me live and in person. I always have dramatic success stories from people attending a live event. So you can find out about that on my uh, theministerofwellness.com under upcoming events. And I'm also in contact with – I have a speaker's website nathanieljordan.com and i've had people um people from across the nation trying to get things together for me to start doing a national tour but my next definitive live event is january the 4th st louis missouri okay well that's great well nathaniel thanks so much for coming on the podcast i appreciate it okay i appreciate thank you thank you for having me
You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you.